Yo, what is up? Welcome to Ambitious. My name is Dylan Price. Today's episode is the NBA Free Agency Predictions. As the NBA Free Agency kicks off tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, I will give my predictions on the top 18 or so guys who could change the league around. This is the biggest NBA Free Agency in recent memory, with drastic ramifications that could turn the league upside down. With some of the top players in the world being up for new deals, the world could be shocked by some of the moves that I will announce later in this episode. So I have about 18 or so guys who could change the landscape of the NBA, and they are Tobias Harris, Patrick Beverly, DeAndre Jordan, Clay Thompson, Jimmy Butler, J.J. Redick, Al Horford, DeMarcus Cousins, Terry Rozier, Nikola Vichevic, Malcolm Brogdon, Kawhi Leonard, Kemba Walker, Chris Middleton, D'Angelo Russell, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. So, in no particular order, I am going to split these guys into two groups. The first group, and then after a commercial break, I will do the second group. So, I'm going to jump right into it with the first player, Patrick Beverly. He is a veteran leader. He is a key offensive and defensive asset to wherever he will end up. He's a phenomenal defender and a phenomenal scorer. And I think the ideal landing spot for him would be to remain with the Los Angeles Clippers and continue to be a key asset to that squad. Him and Lou Williams built that team and put them in the playoffs this year. Beverly is a phenomenal player and could be a great asset to that squad for the long haul. I think Beverly would be um, an ideal player to remain with the squad as things are going to change with the team. And overall, he's a great player to keep around. The next guy is Tobias Harris, a former Los Angeles Clipper, who now is with the Philadelphia 76ers, and I believe that it will be where he remains. He's one of the top young players in the world, and I think he is a quiet and kind of do-what-is-told-of-him guy, and he is one of the most underrated players, I'd say, in the NBA. I think him remaining with the 76ers is a great move, especially factoring in some of the other decisions I foresee coming. I think Tobias Harris deserves to be paid well and remain with the Sixers and stay with Embiid and Ben Simmons for the long haul. I think it's a great move that I definitely think is going to happen. The next move I foresee happening is DeAndre Jordan to the Los Angeles Lakers. DeAndre Jordan is no stranger to playing in the Staples Center, having played there with the Los Angeles Clippers with Blake Griffin and Chris Paul in Lob City for a few years. DeAndre Jordan was traded to the New York Knicks last season and became, I guess, the key piece of the team as they were struggling to stay afloat and kind of finish off the season and head to free agency and the NBA draft in a potential situation where the kind of NBA world was going to get turned upside down and they seemed to hope that they were going to be one of the teams that it affected the most. So I believe DeAndre Jordan is kind of tired of waiting to go somewhere where he's not going to be really appreciated. I think he's going to go somewhere where even if he doesn't get paid a ton, he could finally get that shot to get that ring. And with Los Angeles acquiring Anthony Davis and LeBron James being around still and Kyle Kuzma and whatever their move I foresee happening, I see this becoming an ideal situation where DeAndre Jordan could step in and be the Javal McGee type big man veteran leader where he can be a leader of the squad and help them go to the playoffs essentially and make a run at a ring. 
The next move is kind of a safe move, I'd say. Clay Thompson remaining with the Golden State Warriors. This is a move that I definitely think is going to happen. With uncertainty about Kevin Durant and Clay Thompson coming off an injury, the best move I see for him is staying with Golden State and rehabbing, getting to do everything there, being knowing that he's being treated like a family by Bob Myers in the Golden State front office. He can stay with his friend, Steph Curry and Draymond Green, and continue to be a key part of what is likely to be a contender for the formidable future as Draymond Green, although will be a free agent next season. Keeping Steph Curry and Klay Thompson together is a big move for the long haul. I think Klay Thompson can rehab and come back potentially next season in a spot where he could really make a push to help them win another ring next season. And you can never count out the Golden State Warriors because they have one of the best players in the world leading that team in Stephen Curry. So the next guy is kind of one of the guys I see being an effect of everything else that happens. But overall, I think he's going to stay where he belongs, and that is J.J. Redick with the 76ers. Redick has been with the Sixers for a little bit now, and he has proven that he is a veteran leader, a great, great sharpshooter. One of the best shooters in the NBA as a whole. J.J. Redick can be that guy who continues to tie everything together, be in the starting lineup, or even be a six-man for the squad. He can help them make a push in the playoffs and potentially reach the Eastern Conference Finals and be a team that makes a lot of noise in the NBA for the future. J.J. Redick could obviously go somewhere where he could maybe see a ring coming sooner with Los Angeles or potentially with even maybe Golden State or one of those other potential teams. I think J.J. Redick is a phenomenal player and a guy I'm very fond of, and I definitely think staying in Philadelphia is a great move for him as a whole. The next guy I see making a move is Al Horford. I think Horford is going to go somewhere where he will be appreciated, and that's not saying he wasn't in Boston, but with Boston having a lot of uncertainty around Kyrie and everything else around there, I think the best move for him would be to go somewhere where he can maybe not be in win-now mode, but go somewhere where he could form a big three and kind of be a part of an underrated team. And that would be with Luka Doncic and Kristaps Porzingis with the Dallas Mavericks. Al Horford joining Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic would prove that the team is in win-now mode. And Mark Cuban has been very fond of big men in the past, acquiring a guy I just talked about before, DeAndre Jordan and building around Dirk Nowitzki in the past. I think that having the two European guys and Kristaps Porzingis and Luka Doncic and pairing them with a veteran defensive big man in Al Horford would truly prove that this team is ready to make some noise in the Western Conference upon Porzingis' return next season. And I think it would form a formidable big three that is ready for the future and really can make some noise next season and a team that I would definitely root for to see success out of as a Laker fan, even though they would be a competitor, but it would be cool to see a guy I'm fond of, Luka Doncic, Kristaps Porzingis as well, and Al Horford, a kind of underappreciated big three, really make some moves next season. The next guy, or guys I see making some big moves, are DeMarcus Cousins and Terry Rozier. I think James Dolan doesn't understand how delusional he is as an owner of the Knicks, and I've talked about it on the show before and in previous articles with other companies about how he is not a good owner. He is insane, essentially, 
and doesn't realize that although the New York Knicks are a great name and playing in New York is something that a lot of guys would love to play with, the Nets are more of a formidable franchise than the Knicks. And Dolan doesn't even realize that. I think he traded away Porzingis thinking, okay, I'm going to make a big three here with a star. Potentially Zion Williamson, Kevin Durant, and Kyrie Irving, I think was the pipe dream for the New York Knicks. Well, now it's a few months later after trading Porzingis. They look like idiots because I don't see Kevin Durant going to New York. And I don't see Kyrie going to New York to play with the Knicks. I think the best situation for the Knicks ended up being after losing out on the first pick and getting the third pick and selecting R.J. Barrett. You got a prolific scorer and a guy I'm very fond of in R.J. Barrett. And I think the Knicks are going to treat him well. He's going to be the star of that franchise for a while. And I really think a lot of people underappreciate him because he's a prolific scorer. And he was a higher recruit going into college than Zion Williamson was. And for good reason. Barrett is going to be a star in this NBA. So I think you got to get guys around him as once you miss out on some of the big guys that can help him play well. First guy being DeMarcus Cousins, as I mentioned. DeMarcus Cousins coming off a season with the Warriors that was up and down, where he thought he might have been ending up with a ring, but injuries tore that idea up. He now goes somewhere where he could get money to be a big man and play a role as part of a sort of big three in New York that I actually would like and kind of think could see some success. I think DeMarcus Cousins is a big guy who could tie the team together and be a good defensive big man, similar to what I said with Al Horford, Luka Doncic, and Kristaps Porzingis. So I think Al Horford is the sort of role that DeMarcus Cousins would need to play with the Knicks. He'd need to be a big man and be able to score and run down back and down back and forth down the court and be a difference maker on the team. So DeMarcus Cousins signing with the Knicks to pair with RJ Barrett is a great move to start. And then you get Terry Rozier, an underappreciated defensive stud and young stud with the Celtics, who was a key asset in that push a couple years ago when Kyrie went down. I think Rozier is gonna get some money and be a key piece of this Knicks squad and putting him with RJ Barrett and DeMarcus Cousins <coughs> is a move that I really like. I think putting the three of them together is building a sort of consolation super team that really, in the long haul, could be a safer move. Because RJ Barrett and Terry Rozier have a lot of upside, where the two of them playing together could become a really good duo, as Rozier could be the defensive um, passer and more of a spread-the-wealth kind of guy, and R.J. Barrett can be the scorer and the kind of role of um, the best. Honestly, example would be similar to a, um, I guess, uh, how do I word it? Uh, Chris Paul and James Harden role, where James Harden like a poor man's James Harden and Chris Paul, where R.J. Barrett can be the prolific scorer type like James Harden, and Terry Rozier can be the Chris Paul, where he spreads the wealth and plays pretty well defense. And Clint Capella in that situation would be um, DeMarcus Cousins. You could fill out the bench with some good shooters and role players, and overall that team could be a contender in the Eastern Conference. And I think it's actually a very good move on all ends, and James Dolan Although he'd be disappointed he wouldn't walk out with Kevin Durant or Kyrie Irving, could walk out with a good young big three for the future. So this is the end of my first part. I will go to a quick commercial break, and then I will be back with the second part of my NBA free agency predictions. 
So we are back. Continuing my NBA free agency predictions, I will go with Nikola Vucevic, who currently plays with the Orlando Magic, and I think that's where he's going to stay. He's a young big man who plays very well with Aaron Gordon, the other key piece there. Although I think the Orlando Magic are a star away from being a true contender, I think being a young team similar to the Los Angeles Clippers that surprised a lot of people last year, I think that having Nikola Vucevic, who is really becoming a household name throughout the NBA, is a good thing. And I think getting a guy like, I didn't even mention him in the list, but Bojan Bogdanovic or another veteran like Danny Green could really build a underrated team similar to what the Clippers were last season of veterans with a good coach who could overall make some noise and then maybe attract a star next season. So overall, I could see Nikola Vucevic's re-signing with the Orlando Magic on a decent deal to continue to be a key piece with the franchise. The next guy I see is a restricted free agent, Malcolm Brogdon. He's a former Rookie of the Year who has been a very key piece, an underrated piece of the Milwaukee Bucks' success. I think he's a great, very good shooter, a good passer, and a great complement to Giannis Antetokounmpo, Chris Middleton, and some of the other guys in Milwaukee. I think that they know how to use him there, and I think that, especially being a restricted free agent, it's going to be hard to get him somewhere else, so I think that Malcolm Brogdon is going to be the guy who ends up signing with the Bucks again and re-signing with the team to continue to push for a title in the future. And I think, kind of correlated to that, Chris Middleton will also re-sign to a max contract to join Giannis and Malcolm Brogdon and potentially Brooke Lopez as well to continue to kind of have that same squad. And as Giannis continues to improve, Chris Middleton continues to get better and Malcolm Brogdon continues to get better. Overall, they will grow together and become a formidable contender for the future. And now I get to sort of the bigger names of this pack that aren't apparent where they could go. They all kind of correlate off each other. The biggest piece of all of this, and I will knock him out of the way first, is Kyrie Irving. Because Kyrie Irving, it is apparent, is done with Danny Ainge and the Boston Celtics. He kind of was, I don't even want to say underappreciated with the team, but he made them worse on the court. Brad Stevens really didn't get through to Kyrie, and I think... Being able to go somewhere else and be his the leader of the team would be the ideal situation for Kyrie Irving. Brooklyn Nets have a lot of money, and I think that although they shouldn't let go of D'Angelo Russell, I think the best move for them would be, yes, getting Kyrie Irving and kind of building a team similar to what he wanted in... Boston, but being the key piece there and maybe attracting some other veteran guys or attracting another star, but Kyrie Irving overall ends up in Brooklyn, which overall would push out D'Angelo Russell. So the big piece here is will he sign with the Timberwolves and pair with a guy who he's good friends with in Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins, or will he sign and return to the Los Angeles Lakers as Magic Johnson, the guy who traded him, is now gone? I think he'd be going back and getting some redemption, or he'd be going to the Timberwolves and forming another young threat in the Western Conference. I think that for the landscape of the NBA, the best move would be D'Angelo Russell going to the Timberwolves, but it's all apparent on what happens with Kawhi Leonard and Kevin Durant. So with that said, I think D'Angelo Russell ends up with the Minnesota Timberwolves. I think the Lakers will figure out either to get a couple veteran guys, or they will end up getting a max player who I will mention later. 
So with that said, I think D'Angelo Russell ends up with the Timberwolves with Carl Anthony Towns and Andrew Wiggins and some of the other key pieces they have there. And they will build a formidable contender for the future as well and continue to build teams that are full of these big three stars that can be big teams in the future and superstar-loaded teams. So, continuing with the Kyrie D'Angelo Russell effect, the next guy I see signing somewhere else is Kemba Walker. I think he ends up with the Brooklyn, or not the Brooklyn Celtics, oh my god, the Boston Celtics. I think that this is a great move overall. Pairing him with Jason Tatum and Gordon Hayward is the best move for uh, Brad Stevens and the team he's trying to build. Gordon Hayward had a... I guess an adjustment coming back to the team and then playing with Kyrie and, you know, things were a little rocky. But overall, I think Kemba Walker is a better fit, not only with Gordon Hayward's game, but with Brad Stevens' system than what Kyrie Irving was. I think overall, Kemba Walker would be a better piece to the squad, and I think Kemba Walker is the better option with the Boston Celtics than Kyrie was because of the way he plays. I think him and Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum would be able to play off one another. They could get a big man in free agency, and that team could be a contender again next season. And just saying that fills me with kind of confidence because Kemba and Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum are guys who play the right way and are not selfish and able to play off one another, and I think it would be a great team for the future. The next guy is kind of a product of the other guy. I think Jimmy Butler ends up with the Los Angeles Clippers. I think overall the best move for him is he ends up with the Clippers and becomes the key piece of that team. They'll have Patrick Beverly, Lou Williams, and then Jimmy Butler where they could build around Butler as the cornerstone of the franchise for the future. He could draw in other stars potentially in free agency in the future, or he could end up just being the face of the team overall for the future. But Jimmy Butler as a whole is a prolific scorer and a great defender, although he would probably like to go somewhere where he could be a complimentary star maybe and win a ring. Going to the Clippers is a safe move for him where he could get a lot of money and still be a superstar with the squad. With that said, I think the next guy who goes to a new place, it comes down to two of the best players in the world, Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard. KD has always kind of been underappreciated with the Warriors because he wasn't there when they made the run. (coughs) He was regarded as sort of a cupcake for leaving and going there. But overall, I think he will re-sign with them, barring everything else that happens with the Western Conference. I think that is going to kind of get turned upside down. And I think KD going to Golden State and re-signing is a great move. And potentially, yes, he could end up somewhere else in the future, or he could sign a one-year deal and be back on the market next season after he rehabs. But overall, I think the best move for him is to stay in Golden State for now. Leaving the best player in the world... Without the opportunity to pair up with KD or Kyrie or Jimmy Butler, where will Kawhi go? I think it's between three teams. The Clippers, to partner with Jimmy Butler, Patrick Beverly, Doc Rivers, Lou Williams, an all-around great team and great coaching staff. Steve Ballmer is the owner. He could go back to Toronto. Masaji Yuri is a great president and could really kind of be the vocal point of getting him to stay with Kyle Lowry, Serge Ibaka, Marcus Saul, 
Pascal Siakam and Fred Van Fleet and continue to be a contender there and maybe run it back and get another ring next year and sign a two-year deal and then be able to get that Supermax in 2021. Or he signs with Los Angeles, the Lakers, forms one of the greatest teams in NBA history with Anthony Davis, one of the best players in the world. LeBron James, one of the greatest players of all time. Kyle Kuzma, one of the best players under 25 in the NBA. And Kawhi Leonard. Because I think maybe it's the Laker fan bias. Maybe it's regarding everything that's happened in the last couple days that have led up to this. I think Kawhi Leonard will be a Los Angeles Laker. June 30th kicks it off. And I think there will be a little bit of a week maybe in between. And then I think he will meet with the teams. He will meet with the Clippers and he will realize, okay, this team is great, but they're the safe option. They're not ready to be a contender yet. And although they will be with Jimmy Butler, look what he's done with the Sixers. Look what he's done with the Bulls. Drama could ensue. We're too much like one another and it won't work. Then he meets with the Lakers. And he sees Jeannie Buss, he sees Magic Johnson, who I think somehow he will be in that room. Whether they call him back in as president just to get Kawhi, then he quits again, or something. I think Kawhi will be kind of blown away, like, okay, I get to play with Anthony Davis, and even if LeBron retires in four years, I get to have Anthony Davis and I together with Kyle Kuzma for the next decade or half a decade or so to kind of run the NBA. I think I could be a a superstar still here and maybe just be a complimentary piece but still be able to win a couple rings and cement my legacy as one of the best players in the league for the long haul. Or he remains with Toronto. He gets a lot more money, $50 million or so. He continues to be a key piece of the franchise, which he seems happy there. He seems happy with the group he has there. He seems happy with Massage Yuri, and he seems happy with his guys in Toronto. But who wants to live in Toronto all year? And I am sorry if I have Canadian listeners. I am really sorry to um, Drake and to Toronto because honestly, it was pretty cool seeing Canada get some high respect from all the media and from nationally in America getting them respect and Canada is a great country they're nice people but it's cold and his family's not there his family's in LA his home is LA he loves LA and to be a part of one of the greatest teams he could build in NBA history to build a absolute dominant team to go home to play with the Lakers, a great coaching staff that they're building there. I think it's the best move to make. And overall, Kawhi Leonard signs of the Lakers. All of these moves, some may be right, some may be wrong, 
but they would turn the NBA upside down. You'd build super teams pretty much everywhere with big threes of young stars and veterans combining together to perform and build contenders, and this league would be turned upside down with all these moves. I cannot wait for tonight when NBA free agency kicks off, and the next week of mayhem ensues, maybe month or so of mayhem, depending on how long it goes. I am energetic and excited to see how this all goes, and I can't wait to do the recap in a couple days or weeks or so where I go back over all of this. And I hope you tune into Ambitious next week where we may go over this, may have a new interview. It's up in the air. It's summer, everybody. It's fun. This is going to be a crazy month. There's going to be some crazy guests on Ambitious, some things you are going to have to hear to believe, some awesome people, some amazing conversations this summer that I'm going to be very excited to have some great opinions and discussions that are going to happen on this show, and NBA free agency, NFL coming soon, MLB kicking into the dog days of summer, the trade deadline, all of this coming. It's going to be a great summer. Hopefully, Ambitious is in your summer plans. You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Rate or wherever you want to listen, pretty much. Ambitious is there. We can be a part of your summer drives, your summer vacations. I hope you keep us in mind. I hope everyone here has a great summer. We will be back next week with a number, another episode of Ambitious. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll be 